of tears right now. Yeah, it's been a long year, but really proud of those guys. They hung in there. Shaka's got a hell of a team. He does a hell of a job. We just finally made some plays. You know, our defense got a little better again. We made some plays. I'm just happy for our guys. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Chomp with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you being here. We are recording on a Tuesday evening and I'm here with the main men, Ice Cold Brew Lou. How we doing, Lou? Doing good, baby. Good to be back on the uh, 101 Dalmatians episode we Hello. got going on here. Let's get it rolling. What do you got, Channy? Nothing, man. Long weekend. I was thinking Thug Motivation 101, not 101 Dalmatians. Loser. Uh, and I actually had it for Stunt 101. G oh, okay. Little, little G unit because we're such a big 50 cent podcast. There we go. Yeah. All work, all 101s. Definitely play. They definitely play. Well, hey, we're happy to be here. Lou, you're back from... I keep forgetting Charlotte, North Carolina. How Damn. was that? How was that? It was a good time, man. Let me give you the sound of being back real quick, Frank. Hello. Okay. Now we're back, yeah. buddy. It's a Topo right. Chico, if anybody's wondering. <laughs> it's uh, The mountains are blue. Um, so it's good to be back in Michigan, though. Uh, you got you got a Coors Light here, if that's what you're looking no, to No, I was, because the back's got a bunch of green shit on it. Yeah, they recycle over at Coors. So right. Green people at Coors, congrats. Good job for those guys. Um, but overall, North Carolina, good time, man. Uh, mostly just business stuff down there. I did sneak away on Thursday evening after I finished up, though, and ripped a couple birds around Charlotte. Yeah. I know I know you're a bird guy, Frank. Yeah. Didn't you have a little bird episode? Oh, buddy, I fell so hard on a goddamn bird <laughs> once. Mostly business. Yeah. yeah. I was also coming from a business trip, too. When I, when a lot I, of business on birds, you know? <laughs> you got to get there. Um, it was pretty funny, though, too. So I, I ripped the bird to, to one of the bars and was watching the the Thursday games and got got pretty tuned up over there you know made a couple buddies at the bar and I'm leaving and it's probably like 11 30 12 30 at this point and I'm like all right you know what fuck the uber I'm gonna go back I'm gonna bird home because yeah. I had such a good time birding on the yeah. way there so I go up to it and I scan it and do all that and the birds are shut down from 10 p.m till 6 in the morning did you know that no way yeah I had no idea so at this point, I'm kind of irate. I, yeah. I walked back to my place. It was about a 15, 10-minute walk. Yeah. I kicked over probably 30 birds on my walk back because I was angry about Oh, my God. Self-incrimination. This, this is last weekend, right? <laughs> yes. This would have been, been a funny college story, but it was fucking happened last weekend. <laughs> I was by myself you're walking on work, the streets you're just on a work kicking trip. them over. <laughs> you're on a work trip? In mean, Dockers. It's unreal. Probably fucking seven new people that at your new company probably saw you do it. Oh, yeah. So No, it's good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, you really fucking stuck it to them. That's good. No, I'm glad you got that out of your system. I'm proud of you. Anyone from Bird out there listening, let's bump up those hours. At least get till midnight. Um, That's insane. So I, yeah, actually, so I went up to East Lansing last summer uh, and I 
did a quick cruise through campus and it's really nice. They have the scooters there now. Uh, you know, obviously they weren't there when we were there, but the one thing is they have these restricted zones. Have you guys ever hit yes. these like restricted zones? And they it almost, just shuts off. They almost kill you. Yeah. yeah. They're worse than like if you, they would just let you ride. But it's awful, and then like you're dragging this thing, and it's beeping. But it's like, how do you get out of the restricted zone if you can't move the fucking thing, dude? It's the same thing with like golf carts. You yeah. ever do that? Like you like drive into the hazard area, and then you're just stuck, and you're yeah. like, all right, what am I supposed to do? Like get out and pull my fucking cart? I I I get the idea around it, but they the execution, like the tires literally lock, and it and it just <laughs> screams as you're like pulling it along. You like it's such an embarrassing thing to have to deal with and i was being back on campus like having these like 20 year olds watch me do this i, I never felt older in my the life. old guy who doesn't know how to use the new technology yeah. so naturally i just went throughout campus and kicked a bunch of them <laughs> yeah down. so great maybe, job so maybe they're, getting, maybe they're getting the message frank now. side note didn't you used to charge birds no i thought about it. I, I thought oh. about, no i thought about charging birds because there was a moment of my life where i was uh changing like i ended one job and started the next one i thought it was going to start like in a week and they said we're not going to have you start for like a month month and a half and it was truly like the most glorious period of time outside of college i've ever had in my life it felt like just welcome week really sure really. I was welcome living, month i was living downtown but then you know money got a little tight towards the end so i was debating <laughs> charging birds but i never did it because like honestly to charge birds you need a car to throw the shit into and we had one car living downtown yada, yada. who gives a shit but i thought about charging birds at one point should have gone that path. I should have. I think. I think I had a couple buddies charging birds. I don't know. Could have had an empire. It's got its. It's got. Yeah. It's got its own. Uh, you know, economy around the birds. Oh, a hundred percent. There's 100%. so many of them now. Like, yeah. were you actually on birds? I was on a bird, but they had lime. Yeah. And they had uh, one other one there too. But yeah, there was like I think there's like five or six. There's of them lime. Out there now. Downtown has spin. Okay. Spin is spin is a uh, Ford's scooter. I'm pretty sure. Shocking. Barry Sanders was like promoting it for a of minute. Of course. I actually saw him cruising on Oh, yeah, that's right. He did yeah. that little promo <laughs> yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. And it was like right outside where I was working at the time. And he had like a helmet on. And I was like, I think that's Barry Sanders. Don't they have those bikes downtown too now? They're like little like. Logo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are great though. Those have been there way before. Bird. Those are like seats and whatnot. Like it's just motorized. a bicycle. Oh, just oh. a bicycle. I think they have the little like motorized like electric bikes down there. I too think you're now. right. No, I, I think, think you're right. right too. Yeah. I was talking Mogo, which are literally just bicycles. Oh, okay. Which have been there for a while. Yeah, that'd be nice. No, they're great. Rent a bike downtown. Chicago has like Divi. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's good stuff. The, uh, well, what did, what did you do Chandler? Well, we did a lot because we saw day. each other to start the weekend. Yeah. We kicked it off. Little uh, MSU reunion at O'Tools in Royal Oak. Yeehaw. Frank, what, who'd you call yourself? Steven Glansberg holding I was, the table down? Yes, I was definitely Steven Glansberg. <laughs> so I th th the whole situation was just pretty funny. You know, O'Tools was definitely like a post-college or even like back home from state yes. bar that we'd go to. I'd hit mug night. So the fact that we were doing O'Tools at noon – uh, on a Friday on St. Patty's Day during the state game was just, you know, we kind of thought we were walking into the... That says something. The gates of hell. Um, and I had this, like, epiphany the night before on Thursday night that we weren't going to get in. Like, I just absolutely was like, there's we're not going to get into this bar. Like, we're not just going to walk in at noon and everything's going to be fine. Table ready to go for you. Red carpet rolled out. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Rick's and stuff. It was just fine. So I got, <laughs> but, but I got there earlier than everybody because I was nervous about securing a table. And sure as shit, like, I walked right in. No big deal. I did. There was one table left that I snagged. And it was, it was like a, a solid hour before 
I feel like you guys got there. It was it was a little while before like we forever. got there. I feel like we were in the heat of the battle too, because like we were one of the tables closest to the bar. Yeah, and we were near like the opening. I guess you would call it dance floor. Yeah, per se. Yeah. Um. So we were in the heat of the battle, but it was it was good seeing the guys. We got there. I kind of thought like, hey, we're kind of mature, like we're in our 30s now, like we're just going, watching the basketball game. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day, but we've kind of grown out of that, and it turned out to be nothing like We didn't grow out of it. No. I know. I think we had a pickleback within three to five minutes of being there. Yeah, we grew further from God. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, uh, it was, it was, it was a shit show. It was an absolute shit show. I, but okay, before you guys got there, though, I got to, I got to tell you. Like, I got to talk about this a little more. Like, okay. I'm in the heat of the battle, like uh, Chandler just described, and I'm holding, like, fending these chairs yeah, off. Yeah, I'm like holding a four person table for one guy is just sitting there. <laughs> I have like a water and one blue light bottle in front of me. <laughs> I'm just painting this picture for you guys and I'm wearing my glasses. Okay. Like I am new to wearing glasses. My eyes just decided to take like an absolute dump on me early in 2001. Like I just went blind and I tried to watch March madness the night before Thursday uh, after hockey at a bar with some guys and I couldn't see shit. Like I truly couldn't see the TVs, couldn't see the scores who had the ball. It sucked. I didn't realize I was this blind. So it's just getting worse. And I said, if I'm going to go watch these games, for March Madness at a bar all day, I gotta have the goggles. So I had the specs on. I'm one. I'm one person at a four person table, and everyone is clamoring for seats. Like it's a dog eat dog world. People are coming up to me like, "Hey, you using these? You using these?" Like, yeah, I got no jackets on them. There's one thing on the table. So I, it was like stressful for me trying to fight that off. So I was glad when you guys finally showed the fuck up. Yeah, and, and then and then we jammed like 10 guys at a four person table. It was like, we were the ones then like, like age of empires, like stealing other people's chairs, (laughs) got like seven or eight around a four person table. There was some woman that I had to ask four times for the same fucking chair. She's like, no, someone's using it. And I'm just like, all right. Listen, I've been here for like two hours. Nobody's fucking sat down. Okay. (laughs) My fucking glasses are like steamed up. (laughs) But it was good to, to get there. Kind of started off pretty hot, and then I feel like just state coming out hot, like really turned up the heat on the whole scene, at least at our table. Obviously, the bar was bumping regardless, but our table started ordering shots after we went up 10 early. Um, it was, yeah, it was like we were hitting baskets and people were like, all right, let's get a shot. Like, right. They were treating it like football. I right. felt like it's like, okay, if we score a touchdown here, we'll do a shot. It was like, get fucking, a first down. It was do fucking a hoops shot. though. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So keep dribble, coming. Yeah. dribble it past half court yeah. order around, yeah. you know? So I, I think the gas that really got thrown on the fire was when our buddy hit the halftime bet. That was insane. Um, so our buddy, uh, Marco came out with us and at 30 to one odds prior to the game, he took. Halftime score tied Michigan State to win the game. And there needed to be a crazy sequence at the end of the half. A three, a two, another three, and then Michigan State hits a two-pointer with under five seconds left to get it to tie. And even before that, though, like, I don't know what it was. State was up by 13. I think at one point, yeah, I think that was controlling that whole. I mean, so to start that game, I mean, you guys showed up, the table gets packed. It tips off. Um, I forgot how we scored first. 
It might have been. I forgot how it was, but it was awesome. It was like a three or something. And then Maddie had that block. Yes. Like on that dunk. Yeah. And that's when I was like, let's have a fucking day. Yes. And we started popping off and it was fun. And then uh, Marco, that was so funny, man. Before the game, he turns. He's like, I hate betting on this team. I was like, oh, did you lay off today? And he showed me his phone. And it was, it was seriously like 15 bets on Michigan State. <laughs> Laid off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hate betting on him too. And like similarly like rode, like rode three of his bets. Like right. it's just how it goes. Right. So I don't Heat know about moment. you, but basically after half is when it started to get a little hazy. Like I was taking a piss break every 20 <laughs> minutes at that point in time. When I saw you and our uh, buddy Dan just absolutely – like talking shop about the market <laughs> in the middle of St. Patty's Day, like in a five point game. You see the banks, dude. When I, when I like when Silicon I looked over, Valley. I looked over at you guys just talking shop about the market, and I was like, okay. I was like, <laughs> we have matured. I was like, Chandy's bomb. <laughs> so, I love DraftKings at eighteen bucks. <laughs> so tell me if I'm wrong, though. I feel like at one point they were bringing shots around. Like, we were not ordering shots. That fireball round was not purchased by someone at our table. Uh, I don't think that's right. Because I, 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 there was, everyone wanted to get around. Right. So I think we would do one and then someone would say, like, hey, I'm going to get this next okay. one. Okay. I think of the nine, nine or ten guys there, I think seven guys bought rounds. Yeah. So I don't think any of those were brought In over. the first half. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, those shot girls come over with those, with that uh, stupid plastic fluid. It's like you yeah. get to choose from, like, lighter fluid, washer fluid, gasoline. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, like, you know, water, like, piss. Yeah. Shitty Robitussin. And I, I just got to say, like, let's go, let's talk talk about O'Toole's for a second because I will say it was not it was packed there was a lot of people there it was not what I expected for uh the MSU game during St. Patty's Day whatsoever and I am not a bar owner I don't own any establishments but I feel like there are just very minimal changes places can make to make it that much better that wouldn't even cost that much more money so one of my biggest pet peeves always during at sports bars is audio and I've only been to a few places, and truly a lot of them were in Chicago that had it figured out. There's a big game on. People want to hear the game audio as loud as it can go, but they don't want to hear commercials at that same volume. They want to hear fucking music. So the easiest thing any sports bar could ever fucking do is during a big game, you have someone working. I don't even think it's a DJ booth. I think it's an aux cord or a source yeah, switch simple. over the remote, whatever it is. Have someone literally dedicated to just that. So during the game, you get the game audio and then fade it in to some pop top 20 pop or fucking dance music during the commercials. So we don't hear a Cialis commercial at top volume while we're trying to drink. <laughs> so O'Toole's had the lesser of two evils. I don't even know, though. It was very frustrating. There was no game audio. That no. is something that is like we didn't talk about enough, but we were too far in the woods to like go find somewhere else. The audio we had was live music from an older gentleman, and God bless this guy. He was a talented dude. He did a good job. I just don't think he was necessarily the genre that we were looking for during that game. I remember halfway through the first half, 10 minutes left, Good Riddance by Green Day was playing. That's a suicide song. <laughs> Songs about suicide. Yeah, he was, I mean, <laughs> I agree with you. It was the acoustic guy. He was singing like Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Love, like, yeah, and he was great, you know. but... It was good, but it's like 
go to the coffee shop down the street, not the 20 to 25-year-old packed bar. And honestly, even that guy would have been great during the day at, like, St. Ignace. Sure. Like, truly. But, it, but like, we just wanted... Time and a place. We wanted levels. Time and a place. <laughs> we wanted fucking levels. Wrong place, wrong time. So, long story short, I never actually followed up with you after this. I, I don't know what time me and our, our buddy left. I think it was probably 3.30, maybe 4 o'clock, somewhere four, in there. Yeah. Um, but, um, what time did you stay out till? I, I left at about six fifteen. I wasn't out. Oh, late. Okay. Yeah. I, I had to go. Yeah. I absolutely had to go. Uh, I probably even could have left when you guys did. I didn't hang out too much longer. Another buddy wanted to bop over to fifth. And when I heard that, I was like, there is no, nothing good's going to happen from, <laughs> no, from here. How um, late did you get? Did you make it late Chandler? So, um, I had my father-in-law's birthday celebration later that day, so I don't want to say I didn't drink that day, but I didn't, I was browning out. I wasn't blacking out. Okay. Um, sobered up, drove, I didn't drove home. I got driven to my father-in-law's, you know, chilled there for a little, took a little nap, and then I felt great, but I know uh, some of the other buddies, it was not so easy. The landing gear didn't release no one yeah not not everyone stuck the landing yeah. like we did crash landing i can say there was if some... i would yeah if i would have kept going i like would have canceled the show today like i would <laughs> i would not have made it like it was it was like i still woke up with like a mild hangover but i was actually pretty like i was pretty good saturday so, okay so i just i don't want to say i forgot but i kind of did forget how great of a holiday saint patrick's day was 2020 gets ruined by covid Obviously, it was that week of they shut everything down. 2021, everything's kind of like, I don't feel like I really did a St. Patrick's Day right like that in the past four or five years. It's been a while. And 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 truly, like, I don't know if I would have. See, I think for me, like the day and even all of us getting together was more about state playing. Correct. Like, I don't, I wasn't like, let's do patties. Yeah, it was like, sure. it was like, wait, it's also patties yeah. during this, which is a bonus type deal. Well, right. and, and my, my St. Patrick's Day was a little bit later than your guys's, So like I was flying home during the game and I was streaming it on my phone and shit. By the time I got home, we already won. Things were good. I wasn't drunk. And you know, that's a huge issue. Yeah. St. Patrick's day, Michigan <laughs> state victory. Yeah. So I ended up even getting a little grittier than you guys that night wow. and, uh, and headed out to downtown Mount Clemens. Yes. And the grit was the at an all tell more. And the grit yeah. was at an all time max because everyone was in your shoes earlier that day. So yes. the people left out were literally like walking corpses. Yes. Season six of The Walking Dead. Yeah, live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Mount Clemens is gritty. Everyone's, oh, yeah. everyone's digging for loose pucks over there. Oh, uh, the we went to we went to like three spots. We kind of jumped around, but one of the bars we went to was Little Lorraine's. I don't know if you ever heard of that. <laughs> no, absolute dumper hole in the wall. <laughs> they had a pizza shop down downstairs and and i was with my girlfriend and uh and her sister's boyfriend was like yeah somebody got shot up here last week actually Good. and i was like perfect setting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said you wanted gritty yeah That's, true yeah. grit yeah so I, yeah i i love gritty places hole in the walls are uh the way to go yeah it's a it's a foundation of uh of the champagne podcast i would say yeah it was funny i mean it was it was definitely interesting being in o'toole's and in that and and man i just like i had a little moment of uh I don't know if it's growing up or anything, but like I got bottles that whole day, like not bottle service. I got Labatt blue light bottles as opposed to draft. Cause I was like worried about the taps there. <laughs> and like, I just am like, I'm there with my fucking glasses. Candy ass. Yeah. I'm there with glasses looking at 
Chandler talk asking fucking, people if you talk can use about their the chair. market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not too exposed on the regional banks, but <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, does anyone want a matzo stick? We should eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, but for a minute, I did feel young again. Oh, it was not a blast, that we're not dude. young. Yeah, right. But like, no, it was great. Like, no responsibilities living at home. Young I, I got to be honest. I think if I didn't pull the plug at 6:30, I would, I would just be sad. But Absolutely. it was a great, <laughs> but it was a great day. It was. Absolutely. Awesome. And, and I mean, fucking state one. Yeah. It, it couldn't have been a better day from everything. The weather, the setting, the basketball game, the company. It was all a great day. And uh, it, it, it really was indicative of my weekend. Um, I went back to back, which left me an absolute bloated, hard stomach corpse yeah. on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, had people over Saturday night for another back-to-back, had the boys over, mm-hmm. UFC fights into March Madness, into basketball, into NHL. Aus- Australian horse racing <laughs> yeah. at one in the yeah. morning. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You World know, baseball then, classic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's some like illegal cockfighting stream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those nights, but it was good. It just set the tone for the weekend. It was one of those weekends where um, I don't, I don't really go back to back much anymore. No, if I drink, I'm drinking one night and the next night I'm chilling. No. Um, yeah. but this weekend it was like, all right, it's March madness. It's St. Patrick's day. Roll up your sleeves, get gritty. Let's get after it. Yeah. And I got to say just like, obviously state winning makes you want like you're way I'm way more into the tournament. Are you kidding? Yeah. Not I, even a question. Yeah, right. Like Times it, 10. It helps so much, but, uh, winning or not. Uh, this is probably the most I've watched collectively of all the games in in a few years. Uh, I don't know what we want to attribute attribute that to. Maybe it is state winning, but um, it's it's been just like absolutely awesome to watch. And I just love how there's no. I've watched like every game, and I feel like there's no clear number one. Well, no what else is attribute attributable to that is how bad our teams have been. Yeah. Like we, we can't, True. I, I feel like I True. don't even watch sports on a regular basis for local teams yeah. because they, 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 they just been so about. bad. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. nothing to play for anymore. So I know. to, to be able to, <clears throat> it's not like there are teams in the tournament outside of state, but you have your bracket, you have your bets. It's like, you've got a rooting interest yeah. on most of these games. Mm-hmm. So it was a good weekend and, uh, I'm, I'm really, really gassed up. For this next weekend. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, you know, talking hoops, we beat USC. Maybe, uh, what were we? We were favored in that one, like yep. two and a half. Yep. Two and a half. Something like that. And that's a seven over a 10. Yep. yep. And then we get Marquette in the second round. Shaka Smart. We come out the gates, blow the doors off the place to open it. And then, in my opinion, Frankie Hoops checking in. The refs absolutely just said, we got to get Marquette back in this game. <laughs> yep. I mean, I have never been more frustrated during that like nine minute stretch to close the first half and yeah. then three minutes into the second half. I was ready to say, like, we are we're gonna fucking lose. Right. Because I'm nervous that we're gonna get called for every fucking thing in the world. And it didn't help that we went absolutely ice cold on offense too during that stretch. Couldn't hit threes. Nothing. Well, you know what I did? I jinxed us because at the ten minute mark we had one team foul. And I said, We haven't had that many that few of fouls in a first half all year. By the three minute mark, they were in the double bonus. Yeah. We had already committed ten fouls. It was insane time. So it was a blunder. And you know what? I'll say this to be fair. We got the benefit of some calls in the second half as well. Oh, 
I was getting there. Is there worse refs than basketball? No, I think it's consensus. Not college basketball, absolutely. It's, it's got a, to be ongoing the ongoing conversation. The right? worst officiated sport out of any professional or collegiate sport has got to be college basketball. There's there's no consistency literally whatsoever. They call the most hand checks I've ever seen in my life. It's insane. Uh, I think where I really almost popped my top was, I think it was the end of that first half. The out-of-bounds call? Exactly. Yes, that was the worst by far. And it's like they didn't even think to look at it. I don't know the rules of looking at it. Things get dicey for me with like what, what you're allowed to do when in basketball. But then then there was an out-of-bounds that went the other yes. way, and they gave it to them. Well, they originally gave it to us, too, and then they were like, oh, yes. no, no, and the refs that talked about it. That guy came fucking boner and yeah. over. And they're like, nope, you know what? Marquette ball, actually. Yes, yes. There was no review or nothing. Yes, but we did get. I will say, to be fair, we did get the best. The, we did get the best call of the game, which was the the goal, the non goal ten block. It was close as shit. It was, but they just by not blowing the whistle, they couldn't review it. Right. So I thought that was just huge in our fit, like fucking huge. I thought it. I agree. That turned us into winning by whatever it was. And even points. if they could review it, the the call on the the court was going to have to stay. Yeah, it was like simultaneous hitting the glass, hitting his finger. So whatever they called on the court was probably going to have to stay at that point in time. But um, like you said, it went both ways. And uh, that was a gritty state win. Oh, like, absolutely. Absolutely gritty. I mean, such could, a fun game to watch. Dude, it rocked. Couldn't hit threes. Um, here's my notes. Couldn't hit threes. Tyson Walker uh, is absolutely the one of the only guys I trust with the ball. At AI the the Walker. Game. Yes, I agree. I can't. I can't. What, AI what Walker, <laughs> he was awesome. Pizzo at one point dead serious before like this is now a joke. He we're watching it at my house on Sunday and he's like, "Hey, Tyson's hitting these mid ranges like he's AI." I'm like, he's not AI, dude. He's hitting a 14 footer uncontested. The only crossover yeah. dribble fade way <laughs> and the guy's fucking eye yeah. behind you. Honestly, I just. I think in that situation, you just got to lean in. You're, you're boozing. It's Patty's weekend. The state's winning. Well, we weren't even boozing during this game. We, oh. we were having a couple oh, beers, forget, but yeah, this was Sunday. Uh, he doesn't drink during sports, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was Sunday. This was pure just hip firing, yeah. you know? And then number two, uh, fucking Maddie Sissoko goes in with four fouls. I don't know how much time's left. Five, six minutes, maybe seven even. And he has four fouls and just played fearlessly. He had and a I, jug of a day. Dude. Both games, honestly. I loved it. I love for it. how shitty he was like leading up to the tournament. Like he played lights out. I, I, I will say, I think part of that Maddie playing so loose is the emergence of Carson Cooper. Like, yeah, what was, who's that? He hasn't really played <laughs> all selection. year. He came in last year, kind of an under the radar late signee. And like all the Michigan state Twitter slappies were like, Hey, this guy's actually pretty good. I don't know how he landed us this late in the, the recruiting season. And I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, those people say that about everything. But he's given us probably close to 20 minutes in the two tournament games combined, and he didn't play until maybe the last month of the year consistently during so the weird. year. It's crazy how Izzo does this shit to where it's like, it, it's it's a literally a different season. I yeah. know it is, and it's one and done, but like, he just changes everything up for the tournament. Yeah, I will agree, and I'm glad you brought up Izzo uh, Chandler, because I do want to play the clip from episode 98, and I just feel like we have to revisit this, and I want you to have a chance to speak on it, okay? All Go right. ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm tech, technical difficulties. Was this the I'm not worried about Tom Saturday. Tom? I'm worried about the direction of this program, because we've seen this with our football program in the last six or seven years. A guy who 
is unwilling to adapt to the times, a guy who is too loyal to his people, and a guy who, dare I say, may have run his course. Wow. Izzo has one year since 2015. One year since 2015 that he's won more than one game in the tournament. One. Now, for all you slappies that want to say, well, 2020 got canceled, you had seven other opportunities to get more than one win. You think they're going to get more than one win this year? No. They're not going to do it. So you're going to have scrap one out. One year since 2015 where we've made the second weekend. All right, we had to play that back because we hold ourselves accountable here on the Fizz, and I'm going to give Chandler just uh, just a chance to uh, speak on that. As a professional journalist, someone <laughs> has to do the dirty work at points in times, much like I did to turn the Lions season around pre-Miami Dolphins Shut game. I had to do <laughs> they lost. They lost to Miami. <laughs> but I did take them after ragging on them for four weeks prior to that. So much like I did with the Detroit Lions, and I don't want to take all the credit. I'm sure other people had it, but I have to be a big part. You make me w- sick. With how many <laughs> followers and listens we get, there's no way this didn't get into the Michigan State locker room. I bet you he played it before. I uh, think he did, too. Before USC. And I think it was a wake-up call. And to be honest with you, I think it was much needed accountability that we have inside this Michigan State basketball program. So nothing I said was untrue. Um, you know, they've only made one since then and Hey, everyone makes improbable runs and I will always root for the green and white. Even if I have egg on my face, I'm just happy that I was a big part of the turnaround. Hey, that's the most delicious egg on the face you could ever have. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could go back to when the lions were one in six and, uh, there's some pretty dark shit being said. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing when you did drop that rant, which goes on, if you want to listen to episode 98 it starts at like just over an hour that rant goes on for like five more minutes and me and Pizzo just stood there like dumbfounded fucking deer in headlights <laughs> yes, I, had, I was just not prepared for the the thrashing you gave Tom Izzo and uh I I just remember being like all right let's just move into over under <laughs> well Frank any thoughts uh, <laughs> yeah I was what? like I, I was like I, this isn't anywhere on the show sheet Chandler so <laughs> I'm fucking lost right now um but man it it truly is like he just keeps proving everybody wrong and uh, honestly he was he was crying after the uh, the Marquette victory and kind of hard to blame him. It was kind of funny. I was talking to my dad about it and he said, you know, my dad's older guy. He's like, oh god, he's you know, why is this guy crying? He reminds me of uh, Leland. And uh, I just thought that was kind of a funny comparison because <laughs> it was like kind of old vet in the game, like crying over these emotional victories. But uh, dude, cry away. It's been a it's been a long year and a crazy few months, and for them to win these two games has been fucking awesome for Spartan country. I've said it. I'll say it. I've said it since before my time at Michigan state. Tom Izzo is the best person at seeing the whole picture. I'm convinced. And I've said this before that he doesn't care about certain regular season games. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't care about them all. I'm not saying maybe there's not more than two to three a year, but there's times in games where he says, I'd rather sit this guy and prove a lesson for the last 10 minutes of the game than win this game because he knows how much of an impact it will have down the road. And again, I got sucked into the moment. (laughs) It does not absolve him or you or me from what has (laughs) happened. But I just hope if we're up three with 10 seconds left against Kansas state, he hacks a guy and sends him to the line. I think he, I think he will. Maybe he won't. 
No, he will. Yeah, he, he will. Totally he will. will. He will. On. Totally will. So watching uh, the other games around March Madness, uh, I don't know if you guys had any any other thoughts, but I did watch a lot of the stuff. And I don't know much about hoops, but, man, it's fun to watch fucking college basketball. And I did watch Kentucky K-State. I truly watched that game thinking I would rather play K-State. Uh, I thought Kentucky had more talented guys. It was just kind of in that last three minutes that Kentucky missed some, some open shots and K-State hit 30-foot, like, rainmakers. And that little guy, I don't know his name. I'm not even saying that disrespectfully. Noel? Uh, yes. He was throwing NBA street-style passes and hitting NBA street-style shots that just helped them pull away. Um, and I absolutely think we can – I know we can beat K-State. 5'8". Five, 5'8"? Eight. Five, eight? Noel, 5'8". Oh, the, my God. I thought, he was, I thought he was, like, 5'11". Yeah, five eight. I just saw in here the the. I think you were about to say it too. He, him and Walker know each other really well. Yep. They grew up in similar AAU circuits, played against each other. Both Greater New York. I think they're both from Long Island kids. So it'll be an interesting matchup because arguably both the best players for e- each of their respective teams through the first weekend of the tournament, and they know each other the best. They know their moves. They know their tendencies. They know how they play. Um, so it'll be good to see what they do because I will tell you this, Izzo knows how to play defense. Izzo knows how to scheme, and Izzo knows how to take out the best players much like he did with Kolick on Sunday where Kolick was a non-factor. Invisible out there. Oh, yeah. I wanted to bring it. Like, that guy was the Big East player of the year? Correct. What? Yeah. Yeah, like a Goran Dragic type of crafty player he didn't do anything he did not do anything against us he looked like he just left the set of inglorious bastards <laughs> yes he did and he was in foul trouble the whole time remember they were trying to the media's trying to find his dad the yeah, whole time that, yes. i know that was so annoying i hated that i hated that too um it, it was it was a defensive masterpiece against a team that averaged 80 points per game this year it, yeah it was awesome it was absolutely it was and and state is a top three or five three-point shooting team, mm-hmm. and we couldn't hit any threes. We were two for 16. Correct. Two. We were getting looks. Like, yeah. we were uh, – Aikens, Adkins, fucking – he missed, like, four or five wide-open threes. Yeah. Yep. We couldn't get the lid off. Yep. So, you know, good for us. We're through to the second weekend. Yes, we are. Sorry, I was literally just thinking about how that Marquette game started with uh, – Hogan oh, ripped. Yeah. Ripped. And that kid started <laughs> chirping him. Yes. And then we went on a 12-point run, and he hit that fucking deep three in his eye yes. right before yeah. the timeout. I think it was Mitchell was his name. Awesome. Yeah. I want to say. Mitchell. Um, also, all-time bad beats, like two of the worst I've ever seen have happened in this tournament. Uh, the worst, still number one, was that 16 seed. I forgot who the guy. FDU. Who, yeah, he was just yeah. like no, 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 no. Uh, the guy in the green jersey round oh, one against Alabama. Alabama, and he they oh. were down like 112. Yeah, and he just said like no, give me the ball, and he he was turned into Hemothy and hit that fadeaway yes. three to cover. Yes. That's the worst beat truly I've ever ever seen um, in basketball. But the Gonzaga Texas uh, the TCU one uh, was very bad as well. Four yeah. and a half, and that guy hit that like bullet three pointer to close it out for TCU to cover. That was unbelievable. And then the other game that I want to mention too, Frank, uh, in the first round was Virginia against Furman. That yeah. end of the play where the guy in Virginia, they had him trapped, and he just fired the ball up to half court oh like a God. Hail Mary. They picked it off and hit a fucking 30-footer to bury him. It was incredible. Like, 
Dude, just get fouled. Just stand there. It's crazy how like all that stuff happens during March Madness, though. People truly like panic, and it's these pressure situations. I mean, think of like Weber banging the timeout. Right. Right. But you never see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I like. It's just it's everything's different in March. The interesting point to your bad beat was the Gonzaga TCU game was a double bad beat in my opinion. Because Gonzaga was minus four and a half. Mm-hmm. They get fouled with 0.7 left. Yeah. Up four. So Gonzaga That's covers right. with 0.7 after no chance. TCU has no, it's a two possession game with a second left. They have no chance of winning. Gonzaga takes the lead and then they roll the ball to half court and a guy fires it up. It was like a bullet yes. too. Like <laughs> it, was. it was on a straight line. So I've never seen a double bad beat as bad as that. That was awful. That TCU Gonzaga game. Yeah, it was unreal. And then the other thing too is, it, I know Princeton has actually looked really good yeah. for for the seed that they've been. But is there a bigger fraud team out there than Arizona? I feel like no. they fall short every single year. And I would put Virginia on that list if they didn't win the Natty. Like what was that two or three years ago? Yep. But they're the same. Those teams are in the same boat every year. Yeah, I mean you can, Purdue. I mean, yeah, Purdue. We, <laughs> that is. I the, just I don't know how they lost that FDU team. They were the short the FDU FAU team game was like watching high school hoops oh that was that was, was seriously terrible. an awful watch awful watching that game it was god awful and that's what you get in the tournament you got so many teams so many so many small school teams so many mid-level teams that maybe aren't as good as you think they are um and you, you get those clunkers sometimes but i want to ask you guys um obviously we've recapped the next weekend okay Michigan State looking ahead. We're all we're all squadding up. The Spartan Dogs are getting together Thursday. Yep. We're watching the game it's against K State Thursday. Of course. Dog okay. So we're all confident. I know we are. Uh Vegas is confident that MSU is going to cover because the most bet team no. and the most money on the team is on Kansas State. Oh. Yeah. Meaning that Michigan State's in a very good position. Um, that, as that shocks me as a, as a non-public play. Um, but with that, let's just, let's just say we win against Kansas state. I think we all believe we're going to win against Kansas state. Yep. Of course. Who do you, who would you rather see? Would you rather see a Tennessee team that plays more our style? We're probably more familiar with, but probably better. Or do you want to see more of a run and gun, more unfamiliar team like Florida Atlantic? I guess what scares you more the known or the unknown. Um, I'll I'll go first. I I was I got a little bit chirped in the group chat. Okay, I watched that Tennessee Duke game from tip to finish, and you were blowing them clean off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tip, tip to finish sound, sounded like I did blow them clean off as well. So, but I thought Tennessee looked like kind of scary. Like I thought they looked really good. They physically beat the shit out of Duke, and I know we're a physical team. But they looked a little bigger, a little more talented um, than 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 MSU. I'm going to be honest. Like I thought, Tennessee looked really good. And after watching Florida Atlantic struggle with uh, Fairly Dickinson, yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I definitely would rather see FAU. I'd love to see that upset personally. But without a doubt, in my mind, got to go through Tennessee. Okay. Tip to finish. Tip Lou, to finish, baby. Who would you rather see, the known or the unknown? So, to be honest with you, I th- and 
slappiness aside, I think that we match up with both of these teams really well. The one thing about Florida Atlantic is, are they going to be prepared to play, I hate saying a Big Ten defense style team, like suffocating, lock up on them, like Tennessee and like Kentucky and those type of teams, they're playing more athletic street ball style out there. They're not setting up plays. They're not locking up on defense. Um, and I feel like that would just be way too overwhelming for Florida Atlantic. And I think that that would just almost be a pretty easy game for MSU, I hate to say. Um, neither of the teams scare me at all, but if I had to pick one, I would I would like to see Atlantic. Without a doubt. I, I, and I would just, I'd be floored, shocked, like absolutely bewildered. If, if they won if this they, game. If, if yeah. FAU beat Tennessee. I agree with that too. What do you got, Chandler? <laughs> oh, wow. Blowy. <laughs> Well, Tennessee does have college basketball's best defense or one of the best defensive teams. So we'll get a preview against Florida Atlantic. I personally would rather see Tennessee. Um, You'd rather see? I would rather see Tennessee because they play our style. They cannot outscore us. I think that's Michigan State's kryptonite is if a team gets hot and goes on a run, we can't keep up with them. We've got to play a team that's like us that caps only so high on the offensive end. And with Tennessee, Tennessee, in my opinion, is not going to blow you out. It's going to be a close game. They slow the game down. They're going to deflate the ball, get maybe two possessions a minute. Um, So I would personally rather see Tennessee. They lost their point guard at the end of the year, Ziegler. I think guards just drive March, which is why we've seen success with the play of Hogard and Walker. I'd rather see Tennessee the team that I think plays our style, and I think we play our style better than they play our style. Fair point. I just think if we got FAU, Izzo State would absolutely make FAU play our game. Yeah. Like, I just think we would deflate the ball and we would bitch slap them around. And honestly, man, if you watch that FDU game, they they were they were very bad. Garbage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garbage. I mean, let's be honest. Like, we believe that. They're probably the favorites in the region right now. Tennessee? Slappiness yeah. aside, no, Michigan State. Oh, yeah. I, I think we're we're playing the better team this week than we're going to play next week, I regardless, so right? Yeah. I think so too. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I was just a uh, little too high watching that Tennessee Duke game, and I was hiding under my blankie. But I thought Tennessee looked good, man. I I think they're good, but another thing that you know with Tennessee, where I think we can beat them is Izzo owns Rick Barnes. I think Izzo is a much better coach than Rick Barnes. Obviously, he's probably better than the Florida Atlantic coach. I don't even know who that <laughs> is. But I think he's got an edge on Rick Barnes. And I can't remember the exact stat, but Izzo is dominant on second games of a co- of a March Madness weekend. He's good in the first game of a weekend, but in the second mm. game of a weekend, I, he, he's something like, 15 and five or he does not lose what do you think he does he takes the kids like takes their phones away or something like puts them to bed i think what he does is i think he can game plan on the fly better than almost any other coach and to your point frank like you said earlier i think he makes other coaches adjust to his game plan better than what other coaches can do to him and on short notice if you stay to your true to your style i believe izzo has the advantage 
in those situations. Yeah, he shoves him in a locker. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, and, and I'm just glad, you know, and I know Marquette, we saw a little bit of zone defense, but I'm just glad we're not running into a Syracuse or a good zone defensive team because that, that would be another kryptonite for us. Remember that fucking Syracuse game in, like, 2017? Unfortunately, On St. Yes. Patty's Day? Was that Buddy Bayheim fucking went off, yeah. I want to say? Well, went off. I think the final score was, like, 51 to 48. Yeah, it was we something, were. like, off. That was ben the most Carter. frustrating game ever. Ben fucking Carter over Jaron Jackson. I'll never forget that until I'm dead. Even when I'm dead in my grave, I'll remember that. <laughs> the the per, the all-star and possible defensive player of the year in the NBA who got passed up to play a fifth-year senior that transferred into our program. Who's selling fucking real estate now, probably. No hey, offense hey, to him. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey. All right. Hey. Uh, before yeah, before we all start to offend each other, uh, <laughs> we need. Is there anything we want to say before we get into our streaker, super streaker, super soaker? Pick get of the right week? into it. Okay. I see you pull it up over there. Okay. Perfect. So for those who we're hot, yeah, we're hot right now. For those who have been following, uh, we won some free bets thanks to you guys, the fans, the listeners, for logging into Points Bet and using the code Champagne. Uh, if you are not signed up for Points Bet, you can go download Points Bet. Uh, use code champagne and you will get a deposit match. And then I believe they also have another special going where if you're a big roller and you dump 2K into the app, they'll give you a 20 or 25% match to that as well. So yes. if you're a big baller out there, that's the other one we got. So what we did is we had $250 in free bets. And what we said is each round we are going to take the full amount, uh, and let it ride on a money line play. So week one, we did Michigan state, put the whole 250 on it, won about 192 bucks. Now, since it was a free bet, we don't get the free bet money. We only get the winning. So we took that 192 that we won and we, uh, placed it on a parlay, which included, uh, FAU, over Fairly Dickinson, which was on Sunday. And then what was our San Diego San Diego State, State. San Diego State over Furman. San Diego State over Furman. So we took San Diego State money line, FAU money line, uh, put those together. It was about minus 171. And we ended up with, uh, do you remember the number we were at, boys? Like, I think three something? Yeah, 306. 305, somewhere yep. in there. Yeah. So now we're going to take that full amount and we're going to put it on a money line play this weekend. Um, hmm, who should we put it on guys? <laughs> so looking up and down the numbers here, we all know where this is going to land, but I'm just looking at some of the money lines here. Michigan state is a two point favorite over Kansas state money line is sitting at which we love one thirty five. Uh, there's really no need to keep looking because that's probably where we're going to end up landing. If Correct. you didn't pick that game, cause we're probably going to pick that game. What, what other game were you guys looking at? Good, good. There you go. I like that. I like um, that. To be honest with you, just where the money's laying right now, I know we talked about it before the show, Lou. I do like Arkansas against Kansas. Arkansas, or excuse me, UConn. against Connecticut. Yep. Um, Arkansas just beat Kansas. I think they're an athletic team. I love their coach, Eric Musselman. I would lean towards taking Arkansas plus three and a half um, simply because a ton of money is on UConn, and I think Arkansas is one of the more athletic teams in the tournament. I'm actually surprised that that money line is 175 in favor of UConn. But then again, coming off a big emotional win, yep. I could see it. Yep. Um, for me, I definitely have my eye on uh, this Miami-Houston game. Mm -hmm. I thought Miami looked really good beating the living piss out of Indiana. 
Uh, they seem hungry. They seem focused. And that's a big number. I, Houston hasn't like super impressed me in the tournament so far. Um, I, I have this weird, like non-belief in Houston and that's based on literally the logo and the program. It's, it's nothing. I know nothing about anything when it comes (laughs) to college hoops. So I am going to say I would probably go Miami plus seven. And if we were feeling really spicy, I'd take that plus two fifty on the money line for Miami. Wow. Okay. Nice. Nice. That is spicy. Yeah. I like it. I like I like Houston to go down this weekend in Miami. We're not betting it. We're not taking it. I'm just saying it right here. I like Miami over Houston. Lou, who's your pick outside of the green and white? I'll be honest with you, boys. I like these Princeton Tigers. You're nuts. They're getting 10. I love the 10, but plus 375, that's fucking juicy, boys. That is juicy, and they're playing some good ball right now. I love them plus the 10. I'd, I'm probably going to end up sprinkling them myself personally. Not a fizz group bet, but plus yeah. 375 <laughs> is fucking juicy, boys. And, and these Tigers are playing some good ball right now. And who did Princeton just beat? Princeton just beat uh, Baylor, or not Baylor. That was Creighton. Creighton. Princeton just beat Missouri. Yes. Yes. And they ran through them. They beat them pretty good. They yeah. handled them because I had money on Missouri. Yeah. I had Mizzou for sure. Uh, you and me both. Yeah. Um, also... I also, I don't hate San Diego State, seven and a half versus Bama. It's a lot of points. I got dog mentality this weekend, I think. I think so, I kind of wish State was a dog. I I do, too, a little bit, but that even makes me like State more, that they're a a lower seed, and they're the favorite, and all the money's on Kansas State. That is a trap. I'm shitting my drawers if I'm a Wildcat fan what And what is that? Is that just people seeing the lower seed and going like, oh, a dog, a higher seed, a higher seed is a dog. So yes. I'm putting money there. Yes. That's all that is. I think that's that. Yeah. I think and so Kansas state. Hey, they're good. We just said it. I think they're probably the most talented team left in our region. Might not be the best team, but they're probably the most talented team left in our region. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Thursday can't get here fast enough. 630. We'll be watching again. Uh, log into points, bet, download it. Use code champagne for a deposit match and then follow the champagne stories and uh, you'll see what our winnings are. And, not- and for the bonus, anyone that's returning 20% bonus on deposits over $2,000 in addition to 100% match if you're a new user. The High Rollers Club. Sign up for points, bet. Yep. Code champagne. Yes, sir. Um, okay, boys. So let's do, we've kind of tried to, we've been thinking about restructuring the show a little bit. So why don't we take, we'll do a game break. Yep. The game break here. I like it. Um, game break. We definitely talk some hoops, man. We just chopped it up for 40 minutes. Frankie hoops. I do it. I'm dialed. Is there a better time to talk hoops? (laughs) Man. I just, yeah. When, when our teams are winning, man, I'm just so gassed. Yeah, fucking football season's going to be crazy, but that's after game break. We'll talk about that after game break. So right now, um, all we're doing, right, is we're listing things in a category and then we're going to rank them collectively, right? Yeah, Correct. so we each have a category and then we're going to give out four items and you have to give your rank as we give out each item. Got it. Much like each last item. week's Fuck, Mary Kill, we're going to release one at a time. You're going to rank it one through four without knowing the other three options. Lou, you came up with the game. We're going to start. Tell us your topic and let's see what we can rank one through four. Okay, So my topic is going to be a very, very controversial topic. Little Debbie snacks. Okay. This is, this definitely gets the people. Big controversy. Little dubs. Who'd you vote for? Coming in. (laughs) I'm going to do do politics. (laughs) So who do you think? Male porn stars. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Anyway, little Debbie's very serious, very important draft coming up here, boys. The first 
item from Little Debbie is going to be the Nutty Buddy. It's okay. Isn't it Nutter Butter? And that's what I was also going to bring up, Frank. A lot of people confuse the Nutty Buddy with the Nutter Butter. That Nutter, is not the no, same. No, Nutter Butters are cookies that look like peanuts. Correct. Yes. Okay. And the Nutter, the Nutty Buddies is like are the, the chocolate lo- wafer bars with peanut butter. You know it. You got it, cuz. Okay. So I'll start. we're getting four. You're getting four yes. total. Yes. So one being the t- high seed best, four being the lowest. Nutty Buddies. Uh, I'm, I'm really tempted to go number one, but I do want to see what's behind the other curtains yeah, because little Debbie's risk. so nice. I'm going to go Nutty Buddy number two on my list. Nutty Buddy. You def- yeah, you definitely put us in a pinch here to start, and I'm just trying to think of every fucking Little Debbie snack that's out there right now, and I, I, there's one I'm not thinking of, and I'm sure I love it. It's just, it's just something's blacking out here, so I... Love peanut butter. I'm gonna I'm gonna goad it. I'm gonna say number one. Wow, I'm gonna say number one. Big. Wow, number out of the one, gate. right out of the gate. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm feeling spicy, baby. This is March. <laughs> <laughs> He's whispering into the mic, like buddy. Frank can go first next <laughs> yeah, round. There we go. <laughs> All right, here you go, Frank. Next item. Fuck. Zebra cakes. <sighs> zebra cakes. Zebra- no one said this was gonna be easy. I know. Uh, zebra cakes. <laughs> I like zebra cakes, but they are. They definitely don't come to mind early. It's just kind of, do you want to throw them at three or four? I'm just, I'm playing loose. We're going four last. Zebra cakes last. And in a a surprise ranking, I'm going zebra cakes number one. Wow. I love zebra cakes. I do too. I'm a big zebra guy. Big throwback. We had them a lot growing up, so maybe I've eaten them more than any other little Debbie, but I love zebra cakes. I still get them occasionally to this day. Give me zebra cakes top rank. Unreal. I didn't see that coming. Big. Big for the big for the brand of the cakes. Huge. Little Debbie, they know what they're doing over there at Little Debbie's. We'll say that. They sure do. Number three, Chandler. Cosmic brownies. You know, I think Cosmic Brownies are a little overrated. I think I can make just as good a Cosmic Brownies as they can at Little Debbie. I'm going to get short to the chase here. Cosmic Brownies, four seed for me. Yeah, the Cosmic Brownies are a little... uh, I mean, I I understand that all Little Debbies are, you know, machine manufactured and filled with shit. Those just feel really... Really plasticky, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Melted plastic on the top type deal. Love them, don't get me wrong. Uh, Instant stomachache, let's make them number three. Okay, that would that would be my number four as well. Okay, for for you know who's playing track along at home. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. So the last item, this is a fucking delicious one here. Oh, good, Frank. Yeah, Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls, buddy. I gotta look up what those are. Those, those are really good. Do you chip the 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 oh, chocolate yeah. off the oh, outside yeah. the little shell? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so is that a ho ho? Oh, because Hostess is ho ho. Correct. Yes. yes. Got it. Swiss no, th- rolls is the Debbie. These things rock. Debbie uh, is the Swiss. Yeah. Right. Dessert wars. Ho ho. Hostess. Swiss rolls. Debbie. Nutter butter. Yeah. And to be honest, like I should be mixing them up the other way. It should, should be called a Swiss roll. Yes. Not a ho ho. Yeah, because I respect name, little Debbie you know, more than yeah. Than so I'm, well, this has got to be number two. Like that's what it has to be. So that's it. It's my number three. So running mine back, yeah. I've got zebra cakes as the top seed, nutty buddies as the two, Swiss roll as the three, cosmic brownie as the four. And to be honest with you, 
The only change maybe I'd make is Swiss rolls over Nutty Buddies, but I'm happy with how mine played out. Yeah, I also am too. I got Nutty Buddy number one, Swiss roll two, uh, Cosmic Brownies three, and Zebra Cakes four. Actually, I probably would bump up Zebra Cakes over the Cosmic Brownie. Very good, very good. Hey, good work, boys. Mine would have been uh, pretty similar. I got Zebra Cakes at one, Swiss rolls at two, Nutties at three, and the Brownies down in the barrel at four. Okay, okay. Nutties at three, huh? All right, let's let's go on to the next ranking system. Kind of fucked up. All right, what I am going to ask you guys to rank is food cuisines. All right, and I gave you guys four before the show. I'm switching it up on you guys. So the first cuisine I want you to rank is Lebanese. Lou, one to four, where are you ranking Lebanese? Man, I love Lebanese food. It's very, very, very good. I'm going to put Lebanese at number two for me. Very fair. Very fair assessment. Frank? I love Lebanese food as well, uh, but there's a lot of cuisines out there that I do like more than it. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna play it safe, unfortunately. I'm going to put it at three. Okay. All right. Second cuisine that I want you to rank, guys, is... Chinese Frank man this is tough because you know you don't know what else is out there um but I gotta say I can't put it I can't put it for I can't put it for because I like Chinese food more than Lebanese food I I'm pretty sure I really like Chinese food I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give Chinese the the, the number two spot I like Chinese food. okay wow Lou okay I'm gonna go a little opposite direction I like Chinese food but it's I don't love it I'm going to keep Chinese at number four for me. Oh, okay. Bottom of the barrel, Chinese. All right. So, Lou, you have one and three left. Frank, you have one and four left. Yeah, it's the top of the bottom. All right. So, the third cuisine that I want us to rank is Mexican. Lou? Man. Man, oh, man. I wonder what that number four option is because I love Mexican, brother. I love it. (laughs) I fucking love it. I'm going to get nuts. Give me Mexican Numero uno. Ooh, top seed. Number one. I could eat fucking tacos every day of the week. It's like pizza to me, baby. Yeah, I fucking agree. I absolutely love Mexican food. Even though the last time I think we talked about Mexican Mexican food, I was talking about how sick I was. Uh, Fucking El Charo just put me hugging pork. It's that good that you're going back. No, it don't fucking matter. Yeah, it's like, you know, like you have like, you you throw up drinking a drink for a while. You don't touch that drink forever. You don't touch that food, buddy. I'll chop a puffy taco tonight (laughs) right now. I'll eat it in your grill. I will spew again. I don't care. Number one. Number one. Numero uno. Mexican top seed for both fast hands and ice cold brew Lou and the final cuisine, which will be Lou's number three and Frank's number four is. It's going to be bad. Italian. See, that wow. sucks. See, yeah. that's fucking yeah. stupid. Tough, that's why tough. we play the game. Yeah, I get it. That's why we play you... the game. So, Frank, run yours back. One through four. What is your cuisine Well, ranking? this is bullshit, but yeah. No, I no got, it's no, bullshit yeah. now that the game didn't go your way, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, it is. It is bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. Now, like, just like you fucking love Tom Izzo again. So, I got number four as Italian, which is not true or how I feel at all. Wow. Um, yeah, loser. Yeah, cool. Who's on the east yeah, side? Right. Jesus, Yeah. Dude. Cool. A Lebanese three, Chinese two, Mexican one. If I could redo it, which I'm rolling right into, I would do Italian one, Mexican two, uh, Chinese three, Lebanese four. Wow. 
Wow. And I have uh, China down in the basement at number four, three Italian, two Lebanese, and number one, La Viva or Viva La Mexico. I have the same <laughs> list as you, Lou. Mexican one, Lebanese two, uh, Italian three, Chinese fourth. Side question Chinese or Thai? Oh. Ooh. See, I kind of lumped it all together a little bit. Okay. Uh, I would. I would probably say Thai though. I think so too. Yeah, I I wasn't a big Thai guy, and like maybe five six years ago, I started coming around, and now it's like I would I would much rather get drunken noodles, chicken pad Thai. You know, dude, that, I'm right with you. Red curry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I would go Thai over shit. Chinese. No. Yeah. yeah, I was I was a late bloomer to the Thai game just because I'm not a huge spicy food guy. Yeah. So that could be why. But then once you get after it, it's like fuck it, dude. You'll be you can heal later. What yeah. do you order? Like the sweet barbecue wings. <laughs> <laughs> Get the burger. I usually get the drunken noodles, extra hot, (laughs) extra booze. All right, Frank, what's your what's your topic here for our our top four? Okay, so we are doing cocktails. Oh, Oh, I love a good cocktail. Cocktails one through four. So first one I'm going to give you guys is the classic margarita. And use your imagination on how the variations of these drinks. I know there's a hundred different ways to do it. So picture the best version of a margarita you could get, whether it's a skinny one, a fucking strawberry one, a frozen one, salt without salt, your best. These are all the best of the best of the version you would want. All right. So I'm not going to be like boring. Like I'm going to do the same strategy every time. So I'm going to switch it up a little. I'm going to say margarita is in the middle of the pack for me, but I'm going to put it on the lower end of the pack. Give me a margarita in my three spot. Wow, I was kind of I was I was in a similar boat to you, Channy. I I love margaritas, but it's one of those drinks where I can only have like two of them, and then I kind of move on from it. So I'm gonna have to follow suit, unfortunately, and and put it at number three. Okay, all right, gotcha. All right, moving right along, let's get into next one on the list. We're gonna do the old fashioned, the old fashioned. Whiskey drink, sugar, whatever you need, bitters, no bitters, ice, no ice. I'll take this one. I love old fashions. I order an old fashioned or a Manhattan every fucking time I go out to dinner, at least two of them, usually four, but at least two. Old fashioned, easy number one for me. Yeah. So I'm getting it close to there. There's a couple drinks, so I'm risking it. I'm risking it for the biscuit. Um, I think that old fashions are great. Like you, Lou, I order them more than I don't. But I'm not going to put it in the top seed. Wow. I'm going to play um, from ahead, and I'm going to put Old Fashioned at number two on my list. Okay. Okay. Next up, uh, we have the martini. Now, I know there's a million different ways to make a martini. You can count an espresso, espresso martini if you want. Ooh, yeah. So, any That's part of the play. Right. That's part of the play. Yep. yep. This is probably the most wide-ranging one there is, but it still counts. I am putting martini at one for me. Wow. I'm a Ooh. big espresso martini guy. Maybe my favorite dessert now is an espresso martini. And slowly but surely, the dirty martini has become my favorite cocktail. Give me blue cheese stuffed olives in my dirty martini. Martini, top seed for me. Apple teeny for Chandler. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mm, Eh, martinis. I mean, they I they yeah. like damn right. <laughs> you know how it goes. Martini. It would be that's a four for me. 
That's a four for you, dog. That's a four for me, Too though. Too strong for him. I definitely love espresso martinis. Uh, I mean, my wife loves blue cheese ones. And I, I, we're like newer to the martini game, like probably like two year, like year or two now. It's not like we were whipping them up in college, <laughs> but, <laughs> we <weren't. laughs> but they are, but they to me are like the biggest, like, like, Oh, this is like a drink with a fancy name when it's just, it's just feels like it's vodka or gin with like a squeeze of olive juice yes, and driver and then like some cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little driver. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, this is a, this is a mixed drink. That's this is just a bucket of very simple liquor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then last on the list, uh, as summer approaches right around the corner, I have the Moscow mule. Well, that is my four. Cause that's the only thing left. And I'm glad because I maybe have ordered two or three Moscow mules in my life. I'm not a big ginger beer guy. Yeah. Um, the copper tin, like it's like IG basic bitch stuff for me. Wow. So I'm going mm. Moscow mule in the four and I'm happy that it's slotted in my four. Wow. Good strategy Chandler, because the mule would have also been my number four. Um, however, I'm stuck at the two slot, Ooh, <laughs> so I gotta get tough. a fucking goddamn stomach egg drinking this Moscow Mule. Martini. Unfortunately, so um, yeah, I'm at, I'm at the two slot with the Mule. If I could reorder it, I would keep my old fashioned at one. Marg would be two, Teeny three, and the Mule coming in at four. Okay, I like my list as is. Martini one, old fashioned two, Margarita three. Moscow Mule 4. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably going Old Fashioned 1, Moscow Mule 2. Uh, I'd probably go Martini 3 and the Margarita 4, um, mm. but that could change on the every season that we're dealing with. I like a Moscow Mule. I think it's funny that Chandler you know, called it, called it all basic bitch, but he's over here saying, like, I love espresso martinis <laughs> as my dessert drink. Um, you know, so it all, it that's, all... That's just a sign of maturity. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like Moscow mules in the summer. They're kind of refreshing when I don't want a gallon of whiskey in the middle of the day. Sure. What? Um, whatever. Yeah, so, sure, man. The copper mugs. Remember there like those places there's a place that you have to like they take your ID so you don't steal the fucking mug. Yeah. 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 That those Maybe get stolen start going all to the time. I gotta go to class. Frank, I'll drink an apple teeny with your Moscow mule with you at some point. This that, summer. That's just a win win because I enjoy <laughs> Moscow mules and then I get to make fun of you for having an apple teeny. So. I do I do love those cups and when I do take them, you know what I put in them? Chandler knows. Whole milk. Those cups are fantastic <laughs> for milk and Oreos. I don't. Milk and Oreos? Yes, what, bro. Why do you need a, a copper cup? Because it keeps it like nice and cold, dude. It's nice and chilled. It's like a frosted glass on your fucking milk, baby. Perfect evening by Pizzo <laughs> is to steal a Moscow Mule mug. From kick the a bar. bird over yes, on the way home. Yes, get denied from birds. <laughs> kick them over the whole way home and then. Put milk in your Moscow Mule mug and dip Oreos in it. I will. You're ask, trash. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask this: Are you guys White Russian fans? Yes, I like them. Yes, you yes. do. Yeah. I'm not a big White Russian guy, but without the milk hesitation, made me think about it. Anything milky. <laughs> God, fucking falling apart here at the end. Um, no, I love. I actually love White Russians. Like, I like them. They're nice, nice little mix up. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy one here and there too. All right, boys, let's uh, let's take a little bit here. Let's take a minute. Game break uh, over. Yeah, game break over. Nice work, team. Nice work. We're all shaking hands. It's good. Um, so let's go into the other big news of the weekend. Uh, man, what a we were just buzzing this weekend, boys. Late Sunday. What a Sunday. Yeah, dude. Wild. What fuck? We get state winning, and then late, everyone's wrapping it up, calling it a day. Everyone's just happy with state winning, and then we get the news that we have signed. The best defensive free agent out there in the NFL, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from 
the Eagles on a eight a one year eight million dollar deal. Uh, just kind of. I haven't seen one person dogging it. It's a bolt of lightning. The only people dogging it are uh, salty Philly fans. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Chauncey Billup Gardner Johnson (laughs) is huge for us (laughs) because he's versatile. But what I like even more is he's a Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn guy because he played under them while they were in New Orleans. So he's familiar. He knows the culture that they're bringing. Not only is he great on the field and I think going to be an absolute weapon and an absolute need that we have for this team, but he's also a fit. In the locker room, we already know he's familiar with the coaching style. An absolute home run from Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, and the Lions organization. This team, dare I say, get your bets in. 25-1 to is going to be a bargain by week four next year. It's crazy to say. It doesn't feel like reality. I mean, what a good signing what an unexpected good signing brad holmes restructures the contract of um who's our boy who just got his contract restructured oquara thank you uh he just got restructured open up the cap space it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and now what this move does is it absolutely lets brad holmes do whatever the hell he wants at six and 18 we now could even trade those draft picks for players or to move up in the draft this is going to be the most exciting draft that the lions maybe have ever had oh and it's in detroit no it's in kansas oh, city that next, next year, year you're right oh, yeah. it would be awesome oh if God, it was here fuck. this year yeah but next year's is gonna be great too yeah yeah well, not only does it is it a good move from a standpoint of he can do whatever he wants, he can take a pressure off of a guy, say we take a Joey Porter Jr. or a Devin Witherspoon at 18 now. He doesn't have to they don't have to be Jeff Okuda and come in and play right away and fail. They can learn behind veterans and it will also be a good play for the the future that hey, you can have these guys in case we can't re-sign some of these free agents that we signed on a one-year deal. You've got people that are ready to step up after it. Absolute wizardry by Brad Holmes and I, I, Frank, I know you're a big Red Wings fan, but I really think he's the best GM in our city right now. Um, yeah, I won't, I can't say that. I will not, uh, say that, but uh, there is one a <laughs> and one B, uh, and I mean, fr- from turnaround time to contention, I mean, Brad Holmes is, absolute- I would do unthinkable things to Brad Holmes right now. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. I mean, you have a way. So with- let me ask you guys this too, though. So we've, we've seen the Jalen Carter pro videos. He could, he had trouble finishing the drills. He put on nine pounds. He's dealing with a little bit of the street racing stuff. If he's still there at six, I mean, is that a no-brainer for us? Or where are you guys leaning at that pick? Yes, it's a no-brainer. Know why it's a no-brainer? Because this team has gone from a team that could be good in the next two to three years to win now. You get Gardner Johnson on a one-year deal. That's a win now move. You have Jared Goff, who's going to have to be resigned, or at least a move made on him in two years. This is a win-now move. I want the most talented player, and I want a boomer bust pick because you can afford it. Not only do we have a good roster as it stands, we have five picks out of the top 81 picks. In the first and second round of the NFL draft, you you should be drafting 
either a backup quarterback of your future or a starter. We should be getting four starters from our draft this year by having two firsts and two seconds. Yes, we have to go for gusto. Jalen Carter is possibly, we were talking a month or two ago, he was going to be the number one pick if the Bears kept the pick. Right. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute game changer. Yes, if he's there at six, you take Jalen Carter. So I he asked if it was a no-brainer. I don't think it's a no-brainer. I still think I'm a little brainwashed by this character thing and him gaining weight and moving at like six miles an hour and just I'm I'm worried about all of that. And I I don't know if I'm just buying into the system or I'm becoming like I don't think it's an absolute no-brainer. If if what you were saying is uh I agree with what you're saying, Chandler. Like in that case, I would love to trade up and get Will Anderson. If, if that's at all a possibility. But to me, I don't think it's a no-brainer. I would love to hear more about how he's progressing, but I am worried that Jalen Carter it won't be ready this year or have a good year this year just based on all the shit that's gone down in the last couple months. So if you're saying we want to draft a guy that's going to help us win now, fuck, I'd, I'm trading up for Will Anderson if we're in that mode, which we are. Right. So that's just my thought. Do I am I saying absolutely not? Do not take him at six? No, but the question was no brainer. I don't I don't know if it is. Because I also think Brad Holmes being the wizard that he is, and now that we've made this these trades on defense and we seem secure there, um, I wonder if how much we could get for that pick if he's still there at six. Right. I'm talking on the clock, he's right. available, who's calling? People and, are calling, and, that's and, for and, sure. And what do you have? Fucking fourteen minutes to make that pick? Like what deal is he shipping there? Because if it's trade back one with Vegas plus more picks, I don't know. I, I agree with that. And to counterpoint that, I get the hesitation around it. Character issues are a bigger thing than game film, tape, whatever. I get that that's a huge factor when you're drafting a guy. But this is the strongest culture. And I know I've said this before. This is the strongest culture we've seen in a Detroit Lions locker room. My belief is if you have a strong enough culture and if you have a culture that's not only good from management and from the, the coaching perspective, but we've seen guys, ARSB, he is part of this culture. David Montgomery came in. What did he say? I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll be a gunner on the damn punt team yeah. if I have to do that. You got Jared Goff, who is a culture guy, who is a winner. He's Sutton's been us. saying the same thing. Sutton, uh, C- Cam- or, uh, uh, Gardner Johnson, he's a car- culture guy. If if our culture is strong enough, I believe that we could get the best out of Jalen Carter. So I'm betting on the culture as my reason to draft Jalen Carter. I, I, I like it, and I don't disagree. And I just think it's it's so weird to be in this position where it's it's like we're, win, we're win, able to like talk win. about this, yeah, right? Like win win type deal. I agree. It's never happened in our lifetime. adult lives. No, not, not our right. kid. Not it, it happened lifetime. when we were three when we didn't know anything when yeah. Barry was here. It has never happened outside of that where we have this much momentum, this much hype, and this much results with a team coming back the next year. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm glad you brought up David Montgomery because we recorded that whole show and then that night he was signed. So we actually, it feels like it was a month ago. It was only like a week ago. We haven't talked about that or the Jamal Williams shit yeah like at all uh i mean we literally recorded and then i believe that night or early the next morning david montgomery was was signed to the Mm -hmm. lions so we us as a group haven't talked about that at all and we've all texted with each other and and we i've posted shit on champagne but 
I fucking love this signing. Absolutely love this signing. And the weirdest part of the whole thing was that it seemed like Jamal Williams had to be asking for a ton more money uh, if, if we were able to give David Montgomery this and we were so far apart with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams ends up getting less money and we kind of find out that maybe his agent is the one to blame for that because Holmes said, here's your window, here's your offer, sign now. He goes, I'm going to look around. Holmes says, I'm not doing that shit. Signs David Montgomery. Williams goes to the Saints. The rest is history. It is a move that says we are all in. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what management is saying is thank you for your time with us, Jamal. Um, you it's served yes us no. well, but guess what? We're not waiting around. We have bigger things to accomplish, and uh, unfortunately, we're going to get the best player and do what's best for our organization. And you know what? That's what winning teams do is they make tough decisions. They don't bring back guys. Look at the Chiefs last year. They let go of what could have been their number one weapon in Tyreek Hill. Everyone, what what are they doing? They're going to have a down year. What do they do? They win the Super Bowl that year. You have to be able to make tough decisions in the NFL to do what's best for your team. And that is what Brad Holmes is doing with a decision like this where everyone in Detroit wanted Jamal Williams back until things got hairy. But this time last week, you were saying the same thing. We probably haven't signed him because he wants too much. Yeah, and it turns out he got less. So yeah. uh, Montgomery signs uh, three years, 18, 18 million, yeah. 12 guaranteed, or Correct. 11? 12? 12. 12, 12 yes, because Williams got three years, 11 million, eight guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Uh, and the thing with Montgomery, too, was his press conference after, and I know we were kind of touching on this in the show, like, that made me love the guy 20 times more. He's like, I'll come in and fill up the fucking water bottles. I'll come in and play special teams. He's like, hearing about the offensive line that you guys over here was making me salivate to come and run the ball yes. behind these guys. Like, dude, he couldn't have been saying the more buzzwords that we wanted to hear on the podium. Man. Yes, and he was obviously called like the Frankenstein of running backs. He's two years younger than Jamal, um, and he uh, can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can absolutely catch guys the ball. built like a fucking brick house, dude. Yes. It's, it's tough to see Jamal go, but let's just be honest. He had one great season with us last year, and the 17 touchdowns, what was it, 13 were under two yards? Yeah, from the one-yard line. I mean, let's be realistic. If we're going to ask Montgomery to do a similar role, which his role will be expanded compared to that, but if you ask him to do a similar role, I, I, I don't see a way he doesn't exceed what Jamal Williams did for us. And I know everyone, people were sad about Jamal, and like I just, after him saying he was disrespected or whatever the hell it was with his fucking Pokemon Pikachu hat down in New Orleans. Hey, man, I respect everything you did for the team last year. You were absolutely great, over a 1,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. You were awesome. You were passionate. You were entertaining. You were all of that. But honestly, good riddance. Like, enjoy New Orleans. You're not part of what you are, we are this year. Uh, I don't like the things you said after you left. Uh, I don't get why you didn't jump on that first offer that was apparently offered to you, then say we gave you a disrespectful offer. I mean, have fun with Derek Carr in New Orleans in the black and gold, dude. Uh, you know, we'll all look for your silly little quotes um, while David Montgomery is just pounding the fucking pill into the end zone. And at the end of the day, like you said, Chandler, we upgraded the position. We yes. upgraded. Simple as that. 
Business is business. And when you get into this big of a business, you have to do what's best for your organization. Yeah. And I just want to uh, let you guys know how much David Montgomery is going to, is such a Detroit grit guy. Uh, I just want to read you this little expert excerpt from his Wikipedia. Montgomery had a difficult childhood. He does not know his father and his mother moved family new moved the family numerous times around Cincinnati due to economic hardships. He remembers using the oven for heat and boiling water collected from gas stations in a bathtub when either was disconnected. Uh, he has a brother who is incarcerated for drug trafficking and murder. After scoring a touchdown, Montgomery frequently holds up a V sign in memory of a high school teammate and role model who was murdered during a home invasion. While he was with the Iowa State, Montgomery was chosen as a semifinalist for the J Jason Witten Collegiate Man of the Year Award for his efforts in befriending Hunter Erb, a six-year-old who was born with multiple congenital heart defects and was orchestrating a team visit to Marshalltown, Iowa to help clean up after a tornado. Montgomery also just had his first kid in January of this year. Um, so he is going to be running hard as hell and tell me that backstory doesn't fit right in with Detroit. Uh, Fizz. Yeah. Grit. <laughs> grit. Baby. I mean, one Oh one. I mean, I just, I love that. I, I can't wait for Detroit to fall in love with this guy and you're going to love this shit way more than you're going to like swag Kazkagi or whatever. I've never been so fucking excited for a Lions football season in my life. And I will say this. They may not be done yet. They have not restructured Vitae yet, which has been a big rumor this offseason that they'll restructure Vitae and get even more cap space. And I know they have north of $20 million in cap space right now. Realistically, they don't. they got to sign draft picks or whatnot. They have about $15 million left in cap space. $15 million left in cap space is still a lot, or they carry that flexibility into the season to be able to make a big acquisition during the season. The the only the one guy that I do want back that hasn't gotten any word yet is the Chark. Chark. Yeah. So Dude, I'm, I'm, I, I am nervous bad. to hear about what happens with Chark. If we lose him, is it the end of the world? No, but I fucking love the guy. He had a great year last year. He seems like he's absolute boys with Amron based on like their Instagram shit going back and forth. I would love to see him back for at least one more year. I so. think I think for me it's Chark and then the backup quarterback thing. I I I keep screaming it. I feel like, but and Holmes, I know he mentioned it. He talked about it. It's not like he's ignoring it. I am just. It's we've seen Minch. I wanted Minshew. He signed with the Colts, I believe. Uh, I wanted Cooper Rush, who just resigned with Dallas, and now it's down to Teddy Two Gloves. And then once Teddy Two Gloves gets signed, uh, it's it's real slim pickings back there. Um, I was trying to think, oh, and, uh, who's the other one more Mikey Moore? Is it Mike Moore? No, uh, Mike white who went Thank to you. Miami. Yeah. yeah we more, were yeah. talking about that earlier. Yeah. I wouldn't have hated him coming over for a backup spot. At so all. you got to wonder, is he finding it in the draft? I don't know. Curious. Um, but yeah, I agree. Shark and a backup quarterback and I'll, f I'll feel great. Are you okay with Carson Wentz? Uh, uh no. no. I actually, this is, this is going to, you guys are going to look at me like I'm an idiot. I would be okay with Matt Ryan. I thought you were going to say Baker. No, absolutely not. He's in, <laughs> no, I'm not okay with Baker. He did get signed to Tampa yeah, already. I would be okay with Matt Ryan, and the only reason is is because he's behind our offensive line, mm -hmm. and he's a backup. I'm just being very clear about that. First, on the Colts, he looked very frail, but he did not have the offensive line that we have. Yeah, I mean, it's slim pickings. You don't have much to choose from outside of that. 
don't know. There's like, like Sud Sudfeld and I think Mason Rudolph's out there. Yep. Which like no. Joe Hell Flacco. No. <laughs> Flacco. Hell no. I, I I hate it, but I'd be okay with Flacco. But it, it's aight. <laughs> it's like aight. He's gotta be thirty eight. He's old. Yep. All right, boys. Can't wait. Uh I think that's about it. Um you know, Wings called up Edvinson. That's about the only thing going on. He looks huge out there. That's the only thing to really watch for the Wings. Yeah, um, definitely. And that's pretty much the end of that conversation. Uh, but let's close with over-under uh, and wrap up show 101. All right. Let me find it here. Pretty sure Jerry sent it along. I don't I remember it coming through, but of course he did. One o'clock today. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is so great. Uh, so he leads it. Jerry sent over the list. Got the over-under. All right, number one on the list. We're going to start with Chandler right off the rip. Uh, number one, lengthy one. Chandler's MSU B-ball rant a couple of episodes ago now that they are in the Sweet Six team or Chandler in general. Underrated. <laughs> I haven't filled all my potential yet. The rant was definitely underrated for now what the team's doing and how they've responded to the rant, but... Chandler in general is definitely underrated. I haven't filled my full potential yet. Here comes Pizzo. Overrated. Chandler, thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. Um, overrated. I will say the rant was severely underrated. Great radio. Perfect timing for Izzo to fucking flip the switch and come around full steam. Um, give me a little half and half, Frank. Can I go a fence boy on this one? Yeah, I guess you can. I mean, if if he puts, uh, by the way, we got someone vacuuming right outside. I don't know if you're hearing this. That's but, grit. Uh, yeah, no, it's gritty. It's gritty, gritty podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in general, I would say Chandler's b-ball rant. I'm going to say overrated. You know, there's all these people out there saying, what can you do for me now? Izzo has been around forever. Uh, and to throw him in the garbage can like that a couple of weeks ago after what he's done for you. That was a little <laughs> bullshit, Chandler. So I'm going to say that's overrated. Um, but I would say overall, Chandler's great motivator. He's got a lot to lot, lot to go left in life. We'll say he's underrated. Thank you, Frank. No problem. I appreciate it. Yeah. I haven't reached my potential yet. Thank you. It's kind of an awkward one to start there, Jer. Number two, Lou, Steve-O. Steve-O, man. Um, I'm going to go with underrated he was an absolute fucking stud on jackass went through a heavy drug issues <laughs> and he's still around man and he's kind of come around full circle he's doing the podcast telling his stories um very entertaining guy i mean jackass was a fucking staple for all of us growing up steve-o underrated yeah, uh, I'm going to say underrated as well. Uh, there's definitely times he's annoyed me, but Agreed. he, the value, what Jackass is kind of in our childhood is something I don't really even know how to describe it. Uh, it was an absolute phenomenon. Um, and the age we were when that all started to, to blow up is kind of just something that'll stick with us forever. And that's probably why we still continue to watch all the movies they come out with. But if, you know, Johnny Knoxville's, like if we're comparing him to the Red Wings, he's the captain of that team. He's Steve Eiserman. Steve O was absolutely Sergei Fedorov. Yes. He was their best player. Yes. He would do anything. When they put him in that porta potty with all the shit and they launched him oh, in the yeah. air, I was like throwing up in the theater while also laughing. <laughs> Steve O underrated for what like your whatever that that was. So remind me, underrated, Pizzo. Underrated. Underrated. Overrated. Steve O's uh past his prime 
has been past <laughs> his prime for a long time now. He whatever. That's what happens when you eat whippets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, yeah, that is what happens, to be honest with you. But you know, he had his thing back in the day. Loved Steve O growing up, but it's been a long time since Steve O's been any headline. Not like us here at the Fizz. Yeah. Overrated. Um, there it is. There's Chandler. What can you do for me now? Nash. That's him. Hey. That's life. That's not just me. That's life. <laughs> Number three, I'm up first. Michigan roundabouts. Um, underrated. Severely underrated. Give me a roundabout 10 times out of 10 over a fucking stoplight. If you don't know how to work a roundabout or if they make you nervous, you shouldn't be on the road. They're way more efficient than traffic lights. I love when I see a roundabout. They're kind of exciting to me. Underrated. Traffic podcast. You stole all the words and all the sentiments out of my mouth. I agree. Roundabouts are underrated. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit. Severely underrated. Actually driving around in Charlotte this past week, they didn't have any roundabouts, and people would just make like U-turns. Instead of like a Michigan left, they were literally just like making a full U-turn around in the road. It was like, and that's what Waze was telling me to do. I'm like, you just fucking U-turn in like the middle of the intersection. It makes no sense. Kind of like it. Yeah, it, it was it was street worry, but I missed the roundabouts. Yeah. They're underrated. They are. They really are. All right, number four, back to Channy here. Uh, Bar Rescue, the TV show. Close this place down. <laughs> Get out of here. John Tapper is an absolute legend. Bar Rescue is a great show. I mean, obviously, you know, some of it's scripted, but when he just freaks out on these people, it's absolutely great. Get this place shut down. <laughs> Underrated. Tough to follow that. I agree with uh, what he said, though. Severely underrated. That's one of those late night shows you can throw on, and it's fucking entertaining every time. Yeah, the show rocks, and, and John Tapper, man, really, really makes the show. And when he just, you know, when it's just like, that's why your wife left you. <laughs> he's so big, dude. dude. He's so big and scary and mean, and he just eats these people alive. But that's that show, too, is one of those where you're like, I know I don't own a bar. I know this is harder than what it looks like. But there are such simple little things oh my God. that are just fucking common you sense. You don't give a shit about your employees. I'll make me every drink as I'm on you. Make me every drink. Taffer yeah. is an absolute god. Yeah, dude, he uh, he's nuts. <laughs> he's gonna fucking have a heart bulldog. attack on that show. Yeah, bulldog. Yes. Good way to put it. All right, Lou. Last one on the list. Uh, uh so underrated. I don't know if I said it, but uh, last one on the list, Lou. Video games at the age of thirty-two. Man, I I kind of I actually just recently started playing again because Xbox released the Age of Empires old computer game, absolute fucking classic. But before that, I took a pretty long break from the video game world. It's just not as fun, and like it's I like playing with other people, and the online thing's not the same. Overrated. Um, video games at thirty-two, I gotta say, overrated. I truly never was a huge video game guy. Like the furthest I got was an actual Xbox. Like I never got a system beyond that. I played at friends wow. and things like that. Yeah. So I never got into video games bad or big. Uh, I will say like some of my greatest video game memories are at your guys's house playing smash brothers in the basement or Mario party college N 64 was probably my favorite Pinnacle. video gaming yeah. ever. Um, so that's not overrated, but like, I'm not buying a headset or going online or doing any of that overrated. Amen. Video games are different than arcade games. Video True. games at the age of 32, as Jerry put it, are overrated. 
Awesome. Well, that's it. That's over under, and that is show 101. Great show. March Madness, the Lions, we all love it. Don't forget, if you are betting this weekend, download PointsBet. Use the code CHAMPAGNE, deposit, match. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please rate it five stars and write a review. Tell a friend about this. We always appreciate uh, you guys spreading the word. In fact, right now, if you're still listening, just hit the share button. Pick any random person in your phone, hit share, send it to them, see what happens. If they love it, great. If they hate it, whatever. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck on all your bets this weekend, and we will see you next week. Go green. Keep an eye out for the super spreader money line specialty from the Fizz. Go fucking green, boys. Go white. Super spreader. Spartan dogs, baby. See you. Close this place down. Stunt 101. I teach you how to stunt My wrist stay rocked up My TV's pop up in the Maybach's Benz I teach you how to stunt Nigga, you can't see me My Bentley GT got smoke gray tan I teach you how to stunt My neck stay blingin' My rims stay gleamin' I'm shining, man I teach you how to stunt I see you scheming, Nigga, keep on dreamin' I hurt you, man I teach you how to stunt